Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for March 31st, 2016. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. We've got a great show for you tonight. Three big guests. We're talking uh, Florida football. We're talking Alabama-Virginia football. We'll tell you about that in a second. And we're also talking Texas football. And we'll get to our guest in just a moment. But first, welcome in all the partners that make the uh, show possible each and every week, beginning with Echo 1612. If you are not using instant replay on your sideline coaches, you do not have the advantage that a lot of coaches have on you out there that are using Echo 1612. Echo1612.com is where you go to get more information. You can get your instant replay on your iPad eight seconds after the play is completed. No data plan, no cellular plan. Folks, these are the guys that created the technology. Yes, uh, Chad Cargill and company uh, knew what they were doing when they started this. Sure, you get you get imitators afterwards, but uh, Echo 1612, still the best out there. Lots of teams that won championships in 2015 use Echo, and you should be using it as well. Go to Echo1612.com to learn more. Also brought to you tonight by Crossover. Get your free five-minute demo from Crossover with a K. Crossover.com forward slash football for your free five-minute demo. Okay, so what is Crossover? Quite simply, going to save you all kinds of time and allow you the luxury of doing what you do best, which is coach. You know how much time it takes coaches to break down game film? Well, Crossover does it for you. They do it accurately and quickly, and that means you have more time with your family and you have more time to do what you do, which is coach. So you need to check out crossoverwithak.com forward slash football to get that five-minute demo. It's free. You can uh, check out Echo and Crossover by going to uh, HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Just click on the banner ad there, and you'll go right to their site. These guys are top-notch. Both companies highly recommend them. Also brought to you tonight by people that I also highly recommend. They've been uh, around the longest with us, the good folks at Southern Sport with the TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor. Players, uh, you know what? If you're tired of those pesky rubber pellets from Field Turf, from being in your shoes, during games, well, this product will take care of that. The TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor, that's TDI Razor with a U, R-A-Z-U-R.com. Use the code HSFA to get a discount on your order. Great colors, over 20 of them, and the product is getting better this year. It also gives you that great look of spatting without the high cost of tape. Uh, a lot of schools, uh, if kids are spatting, ask them to pay for the tape. It's $4 a roll. Uh, your, your debris inhibitor razor will definitely last the entire season. They don't wear out. That's the great thing about the debris inhibitor razor. And coaches, if you'd like to see your team having that uniform look, well, the TDI Razor is the way to go. Check them out again at TDIRazor.com. Brought to you by Southern Sport. Also brought to you tonight by uh, ScoreStream. Uh, in season, all of our uh, scoreboards, state-by-state, state, national top 25, and the, the like, they are powered by ScoreStream, and it's great because when you go to a game, you can score along here. They're watching your kids play or your favorite team play. You can get in on the action by scoring on their app, uh, which is available at uh, Google Play and the iTunes Store. All you have to do to learn more is go to scorestream.com. And brought to you tonight by USA Today High School Sports. Uh, they are our partners, and they do a great job. Uh, in season, you can check out their Super 25 uh, for football on Monday nights, and of course, uh, throughout 
or I'm sorry, Monday during the day around noontime Eastern time, and then check out all of their Super 25s. This year we uh, did the uh, Super 25 high school wrestling rankings for them. You can learn more at USA Today HSS. All right, as I said at the top, three big guests on the show tonight. Should be a fun one. It's going to kick off in just a couple of minutes with uh, Mac Hereford. He is a a young man who is uh, living out his dream, playing at Woodbury Forest High School in Virginia boarding school. He uh, grew up in Alabama and then went to boarding school. And uh, earlier uh, this year, he learned that he was going to be able to walk on. He was invited as a preferred walk-on at the University of Alabama. He's going to be the uh, fourth generation of Herefords to go to uh, Alabama. His uh, great-grandfather knew Paul Bear Bryant. I'll talk about that. But uh, Mac is uh, bubbling. You can't believe how excited he is that he has been able to achieve that dream. And you'll hear him talk about that in just a little bit here on High School Football America. Also on the show tonight, we are going to talk with uh, Doug Sosha. He is the head coach at Oxbridge Academy in West Palm Beach, Florida. A new program only entering its fourth year of varsity football. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Coach Sosha has him going the right going in the right direction. He was the head coach at American Heritage in uh, Delray Beach, Florida, uh, back in uh, 2011, winning a state championship there, led him to two state championship games. And uh, right now, Oxbridge Academy, a private school, uh, putting itself on the map. Uh, they got a big schedule coming up this year that's going to uh, begin the regular season with DeMatha. So we'll ca- talk to uh, Coach Doug Sosha coming up in just a little bit about that. And our final guest, a good friend of the show, uh, Mark Ball. He is the athletic director at the Lubbock Independent School District. He uh, has been a longtime coach and administrator in the state of Texas, and he's going to join us to talk about uh, what he's going to be doing uh, tomorrow night at TCU in Fort Worth. He's going to be part of the uh, Texas Lyceum, which the big topic uh, tomorrow night is the big business of football in Texas, and we know how big it is, and we're going to be joined by uh, Coach Ball to talk about that, and uh, he'll be joined on the stage there in Fort Worth uh, by Joey McGuire from Cedar Hill and Hal Wasson from South Lake Carroll, so that should be an interesting chat uh, tomorrow night, but uh, Coach Ball always has some nuggets uh, to, to deliver to us, talking about the state of football in Texas and, and a whole lot of other topics. So that's coming up in just a few seconds. And we're going to take our first break, uh, get a message in here from all of our sponsors, and we come back. We're going to be talking with uh, Mac Hereford. He is uh, a young man living out his dream, walking on at the University of Alabama as a preferred walk-on. Guy is sky high and working hard to make sure that it's more than just uh, getting on campus there and, and putting on the pads. He one day, one to walk out there and play at Bryant-Denny Stadium, play in Bryant-Denny Stadium, and I have no doubt when you listen to this young man that he will achieve that part of the dream as well. All right, coming back with Mac, you're listening to High School Football America on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. 
coaches. You'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's game film breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football.
USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Check out the Super 25 in season every Monday at usatodayhss.com. Well, as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, I have a great story here to talk about. And uh, uh, at any given time uh, over the course of the five years, we've had some pretty impressive people on here that have uh, uh, gotten their uh, letter of intent and signing day was a big deal. But one thing we haven't done is we haven't talked to a, a young man who uh, is uh, able to not get that scholarship but gets a preferred walk-on. And we're going to have him talk about what that means. He's going to go to Alabama, which is a uh, – he's going to be a fourth-generation uh, Hereford there. His name is Mac Hereford. He is a, uh, a football player at uh, Woodbury Forest in Virginia. He's in Virginia right now, still working out, part of the track team there. But uh, earlier this year, uh, right around signing day, it was announced that uh, Coach Nick Saban was giving him an opportunity to be a preferred walk-on at Bama, and he's on to talk about that right now, which I imagine is a pretty big dream for him. Welcome to the show, Mac. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Well, it's exciting to have you here. And, you know, it, like I said, you know, I, I think nowadays everyone uh, is aware what happens on the first Wednesday of every February, uh, <laughs> National Letter of Intent Day. But uh, a, a term that's becoming more and more and more prominent in, 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 high, in college football circles for high school players is the preferred walk-on. So before we kind of dive into this, why don't you give uh, the listeners out there a little bit of a, a kind of a, a description of what a preferred walk-on is at Alabama. Well, a preferred walk-on in Alabama is where I did not get a scholarship. Um, I did not get scholarship money, but they have offered me a spot on the roster uh, to play with the team in the fall. And so I will be coming in uh, this upcoming May uh, with the team, and I'm already on the team and everything. I just do not have scholarships. But you have the chance to get it when that's the that's the cool thing about it. We are uh, talking with uh, Mac Hereford tonight. Uh, he is uh, originally from Alabama and uh, now going to school up in Virginia, a very good school, uh, Woodbury Forest. Forest. And before we uh, kind of you know get into the Alabama story, let's talk a little bit about your high school football career there. It's a boarding school, a very good boarding school. Uh, you guys were eight two and one this year. Uh, tell us a little bit about the program there. Well, uh, we have a lot of good guys, and the fact that we're boarding school, we can do, um, we can, you know, we have guys from different locations, uh, New York or um, all the way down to or the other side of California where you are and uh, from different countries. And so with that ability, we have guys from everywhere uh, um, with lots of talent and a lot of hard workers. And so it's been nice to have that around me. Uh, for my football career because, you know, we're all pushing each other, trying to make each other better, and we actually have I think seven or eight guys uh, playing Division One college football this year, um, six of which or seven of which have scholarships. So uh, it's a lot of fun when you have those guys to surround you. Um, but, yeah, and, the, and then the school is, is awesome as well, uh, like you are saying, just the football program. It's not just the football program like some schools have it. Uh, it's the football program and the school. And so both of them uh, feed off of each other, and uh, it's, it's been really nice. 
for the listeners out there, uh, Woodbury Forest is part of the uh, Virginia Independent School Athletic Association, not uh, the Virginia High School League, uh, because it is a private school. And I would assume, Mac, that um, this experience in Virginia, going away from home and, and whatnot, is probably going to play a big role as you go on to college, to Alabama. I mean, have you thought about that? And, and what do you think you've learned during your time away from home in Alabama? You know, you're away from mom and dad and friends and family and all that. What? How, how will that help you in the transition to uh, going to Alabama? Oh, yes, sir. Well, it will definitely help me. Um, I've grown and developed here so much. So, you know, coming in, obviously, leaving my parents, I was a bit of a mama's boy, actually. And <laughs> uh, my oldest brother decided to go, and he was kind of a mama's boy or whatever. And another brother went. Um, I have three brothers, so uh, two of the three went, and I'm the youngest. And when they went, I was just, you know, I looked at it and everything, and I honestly didn't know if I wanted to go or not. And then just it was, the time came, and I said, I'm going to make this decision because, you know, Mountain Brook was a great school, but like you're saying, to go off and experience, like, life on your own is a, is a whole different thing. And so I made that decision and then came to Woodbury, and it's just I've been able to fight through adversity here and without my parents have to face real-life problems but without, like, real-life consequences all the time. And, you know, it, it's it's made me so much uh, – more of a better it's maybe a better person uh it's matured me so much and i think it's going to play a big role at alabama because you know i'm i've already been off with uh without my parents and i've had to do things that you know are tough on my own and so when i get to alabama there's going to be times where i know i'm going to be facing adversity but hopefully woodbury will prepare me from that whether it be leaving my parents or um having like you know hard academics uh, or rigorous athletic schedule yes sir so it's, it's going to help me a lot yeah no i have no doubt about that uh, mac Hereford is on the line tonight uh, he plays football at woodbury forest in virginia he is a, a preferred walk-on as you heard him say at the the top of the interview here uh, at uh, the university of alabama so tell tell me a little bit about uh, getting the call uh, you know you've you've had uh, you know you're the fourth generation going there so maybe before i tell you about talk about the call let's let's just talk about the tradition of your family at alabama uh, I guess it goes back quite a ways, and your great-grandfather actually was friends with uh, the legendary Paul Bear Bryant. So tell tell the listeners a little bit about that. Yes, sir. So my great-grandfather, um, Eni Camp, was great friends with uh, Paul Bear Bryant. And after my grandfather went there, uh, or my great-grandfather, my grandfather actually attended the university as well. Um, and he loved it. And then my mom, who's uh, his daughter, and her sisters and brother all went to the university. And then after them, uh, we've had a, a, a lot of cousins um, go there. And then my brother uh, is, is currently there. He's a capstone man in, a, uh, in the fellows program. And then my sister graduated from there um, not too long ago. So it's just been family member after family member uh, going to the university. And it's just a lot of tradition. We've been going to games since I was about two months old. You know, my mom said she was taking me in a stroller to uh, – to the um, homecoming game, so it's it's been all I've known since I was little, and you know it's it's I'm so glad that uh, my family's a part of the Alabama, the University of Alabama, and 
has been so intertwined with it. It's just an incredible place. First, first words, roll tide. People. First roll words, uh, roll tide. Maybe not mom and mom or dad. Uh, maybe so. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, we'll have to ask mom and dad, but I think that you know it wouldn't be a bad guess. Yeah, that's probably pretty close. Uh, Matt Herford is on the line tonight. A preferred walk on at Alabama. He's going to get that uh, that moment coming up here shortly. So now let's get to the uh, the, the moment when you find out uh, that you have the opportunity. I guess you've gone to a lot of camps there, so you you, you kind of had your your, your face in front of the people there, but tell us how it all took place and, and how you got the call from the staff there saying, hey, we want you here. We want you a part of the Tide. Yes, sir. Well, um, so like you said, I've been going to the camps for uh, my very first camp was the very first uh, year Saban came to the University of Alabama. And so that was a lot of fun. And they're, just to talk about their camps for a second, I mean, those camps are the best college camps out there. Uh, in the country, I would, I believe, or whatever, and they're they're a lot of hard work. But so I've I've loved those, and I've been going to them for years. And obviously, uh, I wanted to play college football, and that the place I wanted to play was Alabama. Um, and so this past summer, uh, I'd been training a lot and everything, and decided to go to their camp again. And I'd known the ropes, you know, pre- from the previous years, so I'm a little ahead of the group in uh, that aspect, and been working on some of the drills and things that I know we do to camp. And when I got to camp, uh, I went with the tight ends, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm six two, so I'm not necessarily like uh, the big size that all the guys were in the tight end group. But I knew in that group I'd get a little bit more exposure and everything. And so I was put in the top tight end group, and went through the camp. And just because of my uh, speed and everything, I think I showed out as a tight end uh, in the seven on sevens and one on ones. And they noticed me, and I was I talked to Coach Williams, who's the tight end coach, a couple of times. Um, and then one of the tight end coaches and assistant was like talking to me about my recruiting process. And, you know, I said, I was getting looked at by the IVs and, uh, smaller D1 SES schools, but what I really want to do is play at Alabama. And so he then mentioned to, uh, another coach, um, that I wanted to play and, uh, they wrote down my information and said, you know, they want to have me their game. And at first I was kind of, I kind of laughed or whatever. And uh, I thought like, you know, <laughs> the Alabama doesn't want to have me their game. They're just doing the nice recruiting thing. Uh, <laughs> Just kind of like a charity thing to say. And so at that point, you know, I was excited. I was like, they saw me at camp and everything, thinking I was pretty good. Uh, but I didn't really completely believe that, like, they actually wanted me to come or whatever. And so throughout the my senior season, I just kept in touch uh, with Coach Silver Twitter and everything. And eventually uh, I talked to one of them, and he said, you know, we want you to come down. So I come down to Brian Denny and had a, a – a visit at the University of Alabama, which was just incredible. I got to go to the Charleston Southern game and had a great time. And there they mentioned, you know, that like they're talking about the preferred walk-on invites, and they're saying that I'm up for that, that I might, uh, I might get that. And so, you know, originally thought that they weren't interested at all or whatever, just thought they were being nice. And now it's like, you know, this this might actually happen. <laughs> um, and so I, I continued to work hard and everything. And um, it was after signing day. Uh, I got a call, and it was, uh, it was it was kind of like a dream almost. I, could, I guess you could say I just mm-hmm. really didn't believe it. You know, I, I worked hard, and I, to be honest, I really thought that I could achieve this this goal uh, because of what I did to work for it. Um, but just you know, hearing this, like you, you have a spot. They called me and they said, like, um, Coach Jody Wright called me and said, you know, Mac, we want you on our team. We're really excited. Uh, and we hope you make the decision to come here. And I just stopped right there and said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> uh, so, uh, they didn't, they're convincing or anything. And then, um, yeah, so I got the spot and everything. And my parents actually 
didn't uh, talk to any of the coaches. I was doing all the communication, so they didn't like believe it or anything. And they're seeing the articles come out, and they're like, you know, what are we supposed to say? We don't know anything yet. And so I was like, y'all aren't excited for me. Uh, but it was, it was just because of that. They hadn't talked to him, and they called the coaches and figured it out and everything, and they were so excited. So it was, it was a, it was a long process, but uh, it was, a, it was an awesome experience. And uh, awesome feeling to know that I've accomplished my uh, goals and dreams. Yeah, yeah uh, there it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Well, I believe if you throw stuff out into the universe, it 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 becomes true. I mean, I guess you're actually finding that out in this instance here. <laughs> That's just such a cool story. We're talking with Mac here for today, uh, tonight on High School Football America, brought to you by USA Today High School Sports, uh, talking about uh, him becoming a, a preferred walk-on at the University of Alabama. Now, that's that's not just the end of the road for you. It's not like you got the cherry on the Sunday, right? You you expect to turn this into something. So tell us a little bit about what you've been doing uh, in Virginia there, getting ready for uh, time to walk onto the campus there in Tuscaloosa. Well, I've been doing uh, tra- since my sophomore year. I decided I actually played varsity tennis uh, my freshman year and decided to stop playing tennis to be able to do track. And I did track in the winter and the spring and then uh, football, obviously, in the fall. And so I've been doing track for so long and, you know, staying in shape. But this year, um, particularly, uh, I'm on a weight program, uh, working out uh, daily, and then I've got track on top of that. So I'm using track to increase my speed and just lifting um, to increase my uh, strength. And then on the side of that, I actually been uh, I do a lot of work with my friends, um, like seven-on-seven and uh, one-on-ones with cornerbacks uh, and things like that. And uh we have a quarterback, Lindell Stone, who's a really good player who um, is always uh, willing to throw, as well as a, a freshman QB who's literally um, up every morning whether you're out there or not. So um, <laughs> just a lot of work, and you know, I'm hoping that one day I'll get my opportunity to play on the field, but I'm just concerned with uh, myself and if, like, working, if, uh, if I'm putting in the work I need to be putting in. Mm-hmm. And I want to help out the team as much as I can, and if if I get my chance, I'll get my chance. So, yes, sir. Step, a step at a time is the best way to look at it. You, you mentioned that there at Woodbury Forest, you've got a lot of Division One kids coming out of there. Um, I'm assuming they're still on campus. So you're working out with them, and and maybe the bigger question, because those guys got the the, the letters of intent, right? Uh, you're, you're a little different. What how'd they feel about you? Since you said they were uh, they were all everybody's pulling for each other, I got to imagine your your teammates were pretty happy for you as well. Oh yes, sir. They. Uh... Some of the first people after I made my decision who found out were my teammates, and you know they're calling me. Oh, we, we all go to the same school, but they just wanted to. They called me uh, so quickly after and everything, and telling me how excited they are for me. And people were saying, you know, just they're glad to see that my my hard work and uh, has paid off. And it's it's awesome. You know, we have these like guys who have everything, you have all the offers and everything you want, but they they think that my thing is just a big deal is is theirs. Um, and they're so excited for me. So it's it's a blessing to be here with all these good kids. Yes, sir. Cool. Mac Hereford on the line tonight on High School Football America, a preferred walk-on in Alabama. And I know this is probably putting the cart before the horse because, like you said, you got to put on and the you know you put in put in the work for, first. But uh, uh, can you even imagine? Can you can you let yourself dream for a second to 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 feel what that might feel like the day you get to actually step on the field there and and play in a real game for Alabama, the team you grew up loving and dreaming about playing for? Yes, sir. I actually recently was thinking about that because uh, someone was asking me about the same thing. And, you know, I just, it's going to be, it would be a pretty just powerful experience. It would be one of the best moments of my life. Uh, just knowing when I step out on that field, you know, not only do I have 
my grandfather, who you know is not is passed away earlier this year, but um, my grandmother and my other grandparents just uh, just watching me, and I, they, my grandparents, I've been uh, blessed to have four for a long time living, um, but they, you know, they they're so excited for me and everything, but just my family too, and and seeing the the fans and the crowd, and just realizing that I was a little boy who once looked down there. And and now I'm that guy that I wanted to always be. You know, I'm that guy who who inspired me um, to play football and inspired me to be out there. And it's just, uh, you know, I don't know if I'd ever be able to explain the uh, the experience or anything. It's just be so special and so powerful that it'd just be awesome. Yeah, you're just going to soak it all in, Will Mack. We we really appreciate you joining us on the show here tonight. Uh, from the moment uh, you, you hit us up on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, and I had a chance to speak to you, I, I knew you were a special young man, and and I can understand now why uh, why you were able to uh, kind of put your your focus on a dream and now achieve that dream. So congratulations on that, and best of luck uh, there with the tide. And I guess before we go, you got to you got to say goodbye with a roll tide for us. So <laughs> give us a roll tide going out. <laughs> Roll Tide, everybody, and thank you so much for letting me on the show, Jeff. I, I really appreciate it. Y'all are some great people, and uh, your show is awesome. Uh, and I look forward to um, to talking to you in the future and seeing uh, where your show goes and everything and staying in touch. But uh, thank you so much for having me on, and I uh, hope everybody who listened enjoyed it. So yeah, thank well, you, you, thank you, you, and I appreciate it. You're very welcome, and, and, and you know what? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep you to your word there. You're coming back on when you get that opportunity <laughs> to walk out there in the field and describe it to us. So I- as long as you agree to that, then uh, then we're all good going away here. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Thanks Agreed. a lot. We're going to take a break. <laughs> when we come back, we're heading to the state of Florida, a uh, program that's only four years old, but what a schedule they have. Starting at the top with DeMatha. That story when we come back. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. 
The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Check out high school football year-round by going to usatodayhss.com. Well, as I said at the top of the show, we're going to make a couple of stops here. Uh, just leaving Alabama, that great story about uh, Mac Hereford. Uh, walking on in Alabama, what a great story for that young man following his dream. And uh, now we uh, head to Florida. We're heading to uh, West Palm Beach, a, a program entering its fourth year of varsity football. 
Oxbridge Academy uh, made it to the postseason last year in Florida in the Florida High School State Athletic Association coming off of two years of probation, getting the program up and rolling. And uh, Doug Sosha is the head coach there, and he's going to join us right now to talk about uh, what it's like to get a program off the ground and rolling. They've got a big schedule this year. They played some tough competition uh, last year, so we're going to learn a little bit about uh, uh, the Thunder Wolves, right? What a great, great nickname. Welcome to the show, Coach. All right, thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate you having us on here today. Yeah, well, let's let's kind of dive into this. Uh, I, I set the tone here for the listeners. Uh, you you had some success, uh, very good success at uh, American Heritage, uh, Delray Beach, winning a state championship there. Back to back appearances in the state title game, twenty two and five during that mark. You've you've coached at the uh, collegiate level, and you get this opportunity there in West Palm Beach, Florida. No 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 uh, slack there when it comes to uh, a good community to be in the middle of, but. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the starting of a program and some of the things that you had to do to, to put that foundation in and build it from the start. Can you take us back to the beginning? What were some of the first things yeah. you did? Well, absolutely. You know, and, uh, you know, first off, it, it was such a, a blessing of timing and, and just, you know, just destiny that, you know, to have this opportunity be presented. And, you know, I think everything was aligned the right way, you know, in terms of uh, leaving American heritage and then, you know, looking for the next stop, and uh, then this thing came up, and, you know, so Oxbridge, located in West Palm Beach, and, you know, they were a, a brand-new startup school. Uh, we've got a tremendous owner uh, named William Coke, um, who is a very uh, successful businessman who has decided to make this his legacy. You know, he created the school in 2011, and it's a, it's a student-centered, project-based learning school, uh, learning environment. And, uh, you know, obviously to get the school off the ground uh, in year one, they didn't have football. They did have other sports. And then in year two, um, you know, they, they explored some ideas about having a football program. And, and that's how it all timed up. But, you know, there was a, a young, ambitious kid who now plays football at Columbia named Trey Gabriel, who, uh, you know, went to the president, Bob Parsons, who had spent some time at the Naval Academy, who understands how to change a culture and build a culture. Um, and he's done such a great job at Oxbridge. We started football, and, you know, Trey Gabriel got it off the ground, you know, in terms of the interest of students, and Bob Parsons and Craig Sponsky, our athletic director, you know, uh, came up with an idea, and then, you know, it just timed up in June of 2012 to, to interview and, and eventually get the job, and, uh, you know, wow, I mean, it just, you know, to start a program from scratch, with, uh, you know, a student body that was going from about 125 to 260 um, with no intentions of having football in that year, too. So, you know, we had 35 to 40 kids that signed the petition and said, hey, I want to try out for football. So in 2012, you know, that was our opportunity to, uh, you know, buy some equipment, start practicing. Uh, we were unsure if we were going to play games, and then we ended up playing six JV games that first year. You know, we, we had good success to practice and decided, hey, let's, let's grab some games and, and go from there. And, uh, you know, I think early on building the program, you know, some of the challenges, you know, just it was such a great opportunity to, you know, put your footprint on a place that had such a, you know, such a good culture already started where student-centered and they've got all the right intentions of, uh, of creating this academic and educational institution and then having football was a big part of it and it's become a big part of it as with the fine arts and with the other sports 
but you know, just having this roster of kids that you know we're so anxious and, and excited to get it going, and uh, you know, put our footprint into how how we're going to practice, how we're going to you know, what's our style of offense, defense, kicking game, and, and teach these kids the game, and you know, going back uh, to that 2012. It was such a – it just it slowed everything down for me and, and the coaches that were on that staff in terms of just, you know, really goes back to the root of why you coach football and, mm-hmm. um, you know, to develop kids and, you know, see them grow. And, you know, the previous stop that we had, we had some good success. We had some ready-made kids. We had, you know, a, a football program that, you know, had been in place and we just wanted to take it to the next level. But having this opportunity at Oxbridge was to – you know, start from ground zero, uh, you know, from ordering equipment to, you know, figure out out where we're, heck we're going to practice without a facility for the first year and, and where we're going to play our games. And, uh, you know, so there's just so many challenges that have gone with it. It was, it was unbelievable. And uh, the different personalities and kids coming from, you know, we're here in 2012, we're recruiting kids off of our golf team to play, to play on our team. And we had, you know, from that year one, 2012 we had three kids that really went all four years and uh you know we're so appreciative to those kids and those kids are just graduating right now and they're going on off to college and uh one's going to end up being a kicker in college you know if you were just going to college but you know we've grown obviously and uh, you know we're, we're lucky to have this opportunity we've got great leadership um and it's just a tremendous uh, challenge as a coach and, and and coach, what what did you learn about yourself? You mentioned all the challenges, and I think you know you've been around the sport long enough. And like you said, the success you had in American Heritage it makes you appreciate, obviously. But did you learn something about yourself as a coach? Saying you know what, I kind of forgot about the roots of this, and it really got me back. I mean, any any nugget like that for the the coaches out Absolutely. there listening to this show? Absolutely. You know, I think that uh, you know you go through phases. You know, as a coach and, and, and as a you know, as a person. And, you know, you get tunnel vision, and you know we were we were so driven, and we were so uh, outcome oriented when we were at the other place, and we had good outcomes. You know, we were really good, but I, I think starting this place and having patience and being become more you know process driven in terms of you know the day to day steps that you can take as a program, and just I think that's the biggest thing, and. You know, I think as coaches, you also go through phases where you're a young coach in the 20s and you think you know everything, and then you get to your 30s and you're kind of like, well, maybe I don't. And then you're, I'm now 41, and it's like, you know, now I, I can't stop learning. I'm trying to research and, and meet new coaches and network. And uh, but you know, it's just, I've learned a lot. You know, I, I certainly I appreciate you know that this place has changed my life, uh, changed my coaching style and probably my path of, of where I'm going with it. And, uh, it's made me appreciate football so much more, you know, by having to start this program and be part of such a great organization. Yeah, it's it's definitely got your thumbprint on it. Nobody can claim that ever again. Doug Socha is on the line tonight. He is the head coach at Oxbridge Academy in West Palm Beach, Florida, uh, entering its fourth year of varsity football. We're going to talk about uh, a, a big schedule that you have coming up here in 2016. Last year, 9-3 and three mark, uh, made it to the state quarterfinals. Uh, oh, by the way, you, you lost to the, the, the place that you turned into a state champion back there at American Heritage. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, last year 
year and, and, and how it may motivate the kids going into this year. Uh, certainly, you know, you want to always go beyond where you end up unless you win a state championship. But how did last year uh, kind of set the tone for what you're doing uh, coming up? you got spring ball coming up, obviously, and, and then the, the, the regular season. Well, I think it certainly didn't end the way anyone would have uh, designed an ending. And everything comes to an end at some point, but to lose the way we lost on a, on a last second Hail Mary and, you know, thinking that we're advancing to the next round that we lose, you know, in a moment, uh, you know, how that went down. But, I, you know, I think we learned a lot as a football team and as a program and as a school because really this, this place is all in. We're talking from student body to administration to, you know, the leadership. They're all in, you know, with everything that Oxbridge is doing with football, you know, it's part of that. Uh, but as a football team, we learned a lot. You know, we, we challenged our kids with, with a schedule um, early on in the front end. And, you know, and we got our first taste of, of what it was like to play in the playoffs. And we hosted, uh, you know, actually had an opportunity to host two games. We, you know, we won our district, which was big. Um, but, you know, I think it, it kind of set the tone for, you know, what it takes and what it feels like. Um, you know, we don't ever want to feel the way we felt on November 20th ever again. Uh, there's no guarantees that's going to happen. But I think the way we've scheduled for this 2016 season, you know, has really captured our attention, I think, as a program and as a team. And, you know, the way this thing's going to start off, you know, with a kickoff classic, and then we're going to travel up to Maryland and play the Massa, and then we've got our district, and then, uh, you know, we're going, to have, we're going to host IMG Academy. Uh, later in the year, you know, I think that's going to keep our focus. Our kids work hard. They know what the standard is, uh, what we expect uh, in, the, in the classroom, socially, and then, uh, you know, certainly in the weight room and all the football development stuff that we do. So reflecting on last year, I think it, there's a lot of good lessons to learn. Um, you know, we, we sent off some good players to college, and we're going to have to overcome, uh, you know, losing those guys. But I think we've created some good depth and, you know, I think another thing from last year, we, we, we had an injury bug hit us, you know, like no other time I've been a part of anything. And, you know, we really, it gave us an opportunity to develop some other guys and get some guys, you know, kind of like their next man up uh, mentality. So, uh, you know, I think we're going to learn a lot. We learned a lot from last year, and, you know, we're going to take that into this upcoming season for sure. For the listeners around the country, uh, last year, uh, Oxbridge Academy lost to uh, American Heritage, as he said, last second, uh, 16-11 in the state quarterfinals. American Heritage from Delray Beach going on to the 3A uh, state championship there. Uh, you beat them during the regular season, too, uh, 24-7. We should bring that up. But uh, let's let's talk about kind of, um, so you had a great year. Uh, that was the first year you could get into the into the playoffs in Florida and all that. Uh, tell me about the, the goals you set when you started it and, the, and, and how they are matching now as we get ready for 2016 are you guys on course are you at a schedule where, where where are you in relationship to that with some of the things you laid out at the beginning well i don't know if we've ever set out saying uh you know this is the outcome goal that we want to become or what we want to do we wanted to build a consistent you know we wanted to build a consistent program that works hard and develops um but i certainly think we, you know we've benefited from the growth of the school the school has gone from 216 enrollment to 440 to 580 where we sit now. So uh, we've got some really good depth and, and young players in our program. And, you know, our upcoming 2017 class is going to be very highly recruited. Uh, you know, so I, I definitely, you know, I get to put it in terms of are we on schedule? Absolutely we're on schedule. You know, but we, we can't lose focus and, and lose respect for the process of, you know, the, the day-to-day grind of what 
needs to get done in the weight room, what needs to get done in the classroom, how we need to behave, and what the standard of, of how we're going to, you know, operate as a program. So, so I feel good about where we are. You know, we uh, we're still a day-to-day operation in terms of, you know, we, we want to have the best list we can possibly have, you know, every day that we're in the weight room and, and make the next one our best one, and then our next workout on the field, our next best workout. We want to do well academically. So. I feel good about where we are and where we uh, come from and certainly where we're going. Talking to Doug Socia tonight, the head coach at Oxbridge Academy in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, talking football, uh, just fourth year of varsity football. And uh, before we kind of look look ahead to 2016 with the players, uh, I think I read you had six players uh, signed uh, to play at the next level on uh, at the beginning of February there. So you, you had some special kids. You mentioned the kids that came all the way through for the four years. Let's get some of the kids by name that did a great job for you last year, uh, and then we'll we'll turn our focus to uh, to this year after that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, our, uh, our running back, uh, Travis Homer, at University of Miami. Uh, we had a tight end defensive end, A.J. Darson, who signed at UConn. Uh, and both those guys will get set to go early June to their colleges. Uh, we had Trayon Jones, who is a skilled uh, two-way player for us that signed at Southeastern Missouri, as did uh, a defensive end, Victor Alvarez, who will go there and play defensive end. They'll actually leave in the summer and nice early, too, as well. Um, we had uh, Austin Griffin, who was a tight end for us, who signed at Missouri S&T, and he'll, uh, he'll play tight end out there. They, uh, it's a good high academic Division II school. And then Derek McDonald, who is uh, a wide receiver DB, who signed and committed to Mount Union. Um, and those are the six. And then we have a seventh guy who is a kicker, who has some opportunities at Tulane, SMU, and he's just trying to figure out what's going to be the best situation for him. Uh, you know, from an academic standpoint and from kicking. So we're certainly proud of uh, that group of kids. You know, I think the next group uh, might even be a little bit better. Well, that's a, that's a good segue then, Coach. Uh, so it sounds like the cupboard is not bare. So let's get into uh, some of the kids that you expect to lead this team uh, in 2016. Got kids that you think are going to do, the, do the, the thing to get you to maybe that next level. Yeah, we're fortunate. You know, this this 2017 class is a special group because they were really the, the first big group of kids that uh, got to come to Oxbridge uh, back when they were freshmen. And you know, we certainly got some kids that are highly recruited, and there's a bunch of them in that group. But uh, you know, I would say, you know, on the line of scrimmage, we've got a few kids. Uh, Tyler Williams, a six foot, 300 pound defensive tackle, he's um, got multiple offers. Uh, he's certainly going to anchor our defense up front. And he's a great player for us. Uh, another guy on defense, Trayvon Leonard, who has multiple offers from across the country. He's a six foot, 180 pound corner. Um, you know, he's been with us all four years. He's a great kid. Um, an offensive lineman, Robert Holmes, six six, 335 pounds. Uh, he's been a good player. He's coming off an injury. We expect good things out of him as well. Um, and then uh, another defensive guy, Jonathan Garvin, who uh, done a good job. Uh, he's actually going to be a senior transfer for us, uh, 6'4", 230 pounds, and he's got multiple offers. Uh, Damon Daniel, who's going to be a four-year player, plays safety. He's being recruited uh, 5'10", 190. Um, I, don't, I know there's a bunch of these guys, so uh, I don't forget some. Uh, you know, but we've got some other great players uh, you know, that are going to be recruited. I think there's five or six. Uh, another guy that I forgot, Willie Hampton. Uh, who's actually committed to Nebraska as a linebacker. 
220-pound uh, uh, great player for us. So, you know, we've got th- – I think this recruiting class is – for us, guys going out is pretty heavy on defense. We we expect to be really good on defense. And, you know, we've got to make up for some holes on offense, uh, you know, losing our running back to Miami. And, uh, but I think, you know, we're going to be better on the offensive line uh, because of getting a year older, a year older quarterback. Uh, you know, we've got to replace the tight end. Talking Oxbridge Academy uh, football tonight on High School Football America, brought to you by USA Today High School Sports, uh, located in West Palm Beach, Florida. And as we uh, wrap things up here, Coach, let's uh, you, you alluded to the schedule, uh, DeMatha IMG, but you've got some other good ones on there. First, uh, be, before you get into all the teams that you're playing this year, uh, give us a little bit of a, a look inside your mind when it comes to scheduling. Is it all about making sure these kids are ready for that postseason run by playing these tough games up front? It is, you know, and, and, and I think it's, I want these kids to be challenged. I want them to be focused. And, you know, we want to try to schedule in, in what people would say above our heads at times, you know. And, but I certainly want these kids to have the absolute best opportunity in high school to be challenged and, and, and have to compete. So it's certainly part of our, our philosophy of scheduling. And, you know, we were fortunate this year uh, to put together the schedule that we did. In addition to uh, DeMath out of Maryland and, and IMG, who else do you have in state there that uh, rec- names people would recognize? Yeah, we're excited. We're going to play an 8A team out of uh, Miami Columbus, uh, which is a private school, very successful program. We're going to play them in the kickoff classics. We're going to go to DeMath week one. We're going to play Carroll City out of Miami, who a uh, very good football team and program uh, down there on the rise. Uh, they compete against the Miami Central and those guys, so they're a very good football team. Um, we're going to play Royal Palm Beach, which is a local school uh, in our county. And then obviously our district has American Heritage, uh, Cardinal Newman, and then Pope John Paul. And then uh, we're going to also play American High School from Miami. And then, you know, I think the big one late in the year, week eight, we've got IMG, who could be, you know, the most talented high school football team in the country, come to our place uh, in the middle of October. So we're certainly uh, – We've got our, our football team focused, and they're going to be challenged this fall. There's no doubt about it. Sounds like a, a big season coming up, Coach. We appreciate you joining us on the show tonight, and uh, success in 2016 to you and all your players there. Thanks for joining us. All right, thank you, and thank you so much for what you're doing for high school football. Uh, you're very welcome. Taking a break, coming back with more. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. 
The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football.
This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Check out high school football year-round from USA Today at usatodayhss.com. Dot com. Well, we're going to uh, keep the show in the South. We've been in Florida. We've been in Alabama. Time to go to the state when it comes to high school football, the state of Texas. And the reason for that is uh, coming up uh, tomorrow in Fort Worth at TCU, uh, a, a big conference. And, and boy, the, you'd think they had already talked about this, but uh, the Texas Lyceum is going to discuss the big business of football in Texas. And none better to have on uh, the, the key uh, fireside chat than our good friend, the uh, athletic director at Lubbock High School, I'm sorry, Lubbock Independent School District, which includes Lubbock and uh, three other schools, uh, Mark Ball, who's been on the show before, he's going to be on there with uh, Joey McGuire from uh, Cedar Hill and uh, and Hal Wasson from South Lake Carroll. Wow, talk about a powerful panel, and uh, Coach Ball is on the line right now to tell us a little bit uh, what you're going to talk about. I, I don't think you're going to lack for any, uh, any sort of material there when it comes to the big business of football in Texas, but welcome to the show coach uh good good to be here jeff uh, nice to talk to you again and yeah that's a that's a that's a pretty powerful panel at least two of those guys i think <laughs> i think between the three of us we've got uh, 600 wins and i have 50 of them so, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> you're in good company then now uh, your humility uh certainly precedes you on this one but let's let's dive into it and um we were joking before i uh rolled the tape here that uh i i said what does lyceum mean and you you came up with the answer so not not only you're a good football coach you're you're a good educator so let's uh, educate the uh, listeners here the texas lyceum what what is it and, and and why are they talking about football tomorrow night well, really, it's an association of, of, of Texans, and, and I'd say kind of maybe the, the next generation of, of leaders in Texas. And uh, what they do, they try to identify and develop uh, leadership in the state, and then they, they really work on educating their directors by uh, you know exploring uh, relationships of, of really major issues that, that face our state. And, uh, you know, so they have these... Uh, they have these conferences, uh, uh, about three or four of them a, a, a year, uh, where they discuss this to- these topics. And uh, I mean, these are really, really some impressive uh, young people. And I'd say, I'd say, I call them young people. I'd say the majority of them are, are under forty years old. I'm sure that there are a few that are that are over that. But uh, if you start looking at their board of directors, I mean, and it covers all businesses and, and, and facets of, of of occupations in the state, but I know in uh, June they're going to do a, a conference on can Texas be Cuba's best trading partner. The next one in uh, uh, will be on border security and immigration in the state, and they're having one in October in San Antonio, the uh, buyer's market, uh, charging the automotive revolution in Texas. So, uh, I mean, uh, some some pretty impressive stuff and impressive people and. Believe it or not, this conference is the big business of football in the state of Texas. And and that's where we, we now head, which uh, there's no doubt in anybody's mind that it's big business there. So uh, with you and the panel there, what what's going to be kind of the chat? I'm sure the moderator is giving you some questions and all that, but what do you think the tone's going to be out of, out of you and your uh, two comrades up there on the stage? Well, I think a lot of it's going to be just, just the change. Uh, one of the things will be just the change uh, uh, you know, one one of the reasons uh, uh, that uh, we uh, kind of targeted uh, these these two guys is uh, both of them are partners in Under Armour with me. You know, we have a district wide uh, partnership with Under Armour, 
uh, South Lake Carroll and Cedar Hill are what we call Under Armour undeniable schools. Uh, they get some really exclusive deals uh, with Under Armour. Uh, you know the things that the things that they have going with their uh, season ticket sales, with their marketing. Uh, South Lake Carroll has its own, uh, you know, uh, spirit shop uh, inside the Dragon Stadium. So uh, a lot of things uh, along that lines, uh, along those lines, I think we'll also get into uh, how recruiting has changed with social media, and then I think they'll probably uh, talk to us a little bit about the. You know, where's the game headed? You know, the the safety, and we that's a big topic right now. You know, uh, concussions, uh, the big thing out there uh, amongst the, the media and the public. So those are three things I, I think we'll probably cover. Talking with Mark Ball tonight on High School Football America, the Texas Lyceum uh, taking place at uh, TCU in Fort Worth tomorrow, and uh, they're going to be talking about the uh, big business of football in Texas. Mark Ball, longtime successful coach. He, he won more than 50 games, folks, believe me. <laughs> longtime administrator in the state, uh, going to be on part of a panel that has some some powerful guys with them uh, in Hal Wasson and uh, Joey McGuire. Uh, you, you talked about uh, Under Armour. I don't know if we've talked about this on, on past shows, but you mentioned that what you have and what those guys have. Um, I, I know that uh, Nike got a, get a lot of ink earlier uh, this year when they uh, signed the deal with Frisco. And uh, I think who else did? There was somebody else, the Adidas deal, I can't think. Was that uh, Lancaster signed that one there? But I guess my question more directly to that is, you know, is this the norm? Is this what we're going to see a whole lot more of, especially in the state of Texas? Well, I think you're seeing more of it. Uh, you know, we just, uh, I know the, Nike just did one out in, in El Paso. And, uh, of course, all these deals are different and, you know, kind of depends on your, your your programs and how many schools you have and what sports and et cetera, et cetera, uh, determines uh, uh, what you get. But, uh, again, as I said, I, I you know, uh, everybody, you know, in other words, you know, Nike has those schools like uh, Allen and Katie that are, uh, they would be comparable to what we call our undeniable schools with Under Armour. I mean, they get really exclusive deals with a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, then there, there are some of them like the, the Frisco deal with Nike, uh, you know, just like our deal in Lubbock. You know, we don't we don't get what uh, – uh, we don't have the undeniable schools because, you know, we haven't won. You know, to get those, you get, you got to win some state championships <laughs> in football, you know. And uh, so we, we're, we're, we're not there yet. But – you, you see more and more of this uh, happening now, you know, and uh, 15 years ago, you didn't see that uh, in, in high school ranks. And uh, so it, it's a, it's a growing, uh, it's a growing deal in the, in Texas right now. And I would assume one of the topics that can be talked about as we dive off of that, you know, that brings in product, and I, I guess there's some cash with it in that, but uh, I, I think the thing that, that sometimes gets lost, and this just is in Texas, but certainly we're just talking Texas now, but the the role of the high school football program as it relates to the rest of the athletic programs out there in various school districts, whether it's Texas or Florida or Georgia or Pennsylvania, wherever you go, uh, you know, there's an importance to having high school football be what it is because in many, many cases it's funding the other programs. Um, I would assume that's kind of the similar thing there, but what's your, your take on the need for football to have the role and be as big a role leader as it is? Well, you know, a lot of places it's it, it's different. Each community is different, but I mean, when you go back through and, and think about uh, some of these uh, some of these teams that 
uh, you know, say they say they, they average. Uh, uh, we have a lot of schools that average uh, ten thousand uh, people a game, and they split that gate. But I mean, if you have a, you know, if you if you just have a fifty thousand uh, dollar gate uh, revenue for 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 ten ball games, and then once you get in the playoffs, that's when you you have an opportunity, a lot of times to make some really big money. Uh, especially when you uh, do double and triple hitters. I know when I was in Wiley a couple of times and we played in the old Texas Stadium, well, I was involved in some uh, triple hitters with, uh, you know, Southlake Carroll and, and uh, Allen and, and, and some of these schools. And, you know, if there's, if there's six teams, you're in a triple hitter, well, you split the, you split the uh, gate six ways. And, I mean, you know, we, we took, some, took home some pretty significant checks. And so, a lot of places, uh, not only is there not only is there pressure to win, but there's pressure to also make make some money. Mm-hmm. And the other thing it does, you know, it helps. I think it helps. Uh, it helps uh, when football can do that because now a lot of all the extra money that you might make with your booster clubs and things like that, it helps your other sports. I, I, I believe raise money outside the budget. Uh, you know, because football is, is, is self-sufficient. And uh, so I think it gives your other sports a, an opportunity. I, I know the first 10 years I was in Wiley, uh, we never took a penny from our booster club. Uh, you know, wow. all, we, we, had a, we had our lift-a-thon, and that was the money we kept. But everything else in our booster club that we made, we gave to our other sports to help them. Talking with Mark Ball tonight on High School Football America, the uh, district-wide athletic director at uh, the Lubbock Independent School District, and, and Coach, uh, you, you, after you hung up the whistle and went into administration, I'm sure things have changed a lot. Uh, probably could be part of the conversation at the Texas Lyceum tomorrow night at TCU. Um, from your perspective, where, where are the biggest changes, not only in football but in, in being an athletic director in, in the year 2016? Well, you know, I see, I see two big initiatives coming. Uh, one, as we've already mentioned, the safety. You know, this we we're going to have to find ways to to make the game safer. I mean, we're, obviously that that involves equipment and things like that, but also involves practice. You know, uh, and I think it involves how much contact you have in practice. I mean, I, I think we're really going to look hard have to look hard at how how we practice and the things we do and the things that deal with with safety and uh, this is a great game it's a noble game it's an honorable game but we we have we have to be smart and improve our game and make it safer the other thing i see is the uh, character education part of it you know you look at all the stuff we're going on now and look at all these uh, these things where we're having uh, sexual assault accusations and mm-hmm. domestic violence and abuse and uh, those things. I mean, and, you know, your coach spends more time with, with the player than anybody else. And so, uh, you know, and our coaches are teaching character now, but I think in the future we need to make time. We have to have time to teach more character education. So, I mean, to me, those are two big things that I – that I see, uh, you know, that 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 are going to needed to be are going to need to be addressed here in the future.
Yeah, I, I yeah, I've said it before. It's it's unfortunate at 55 years old that I'm now saying at times the, uh, the well, it's the internet more than the newspaper, but it's one and the same thing. Uh, you know, it looks like a police blotter, and we've got to address that character issue in a big, big way. Mark Ball on the line tonight on High School Football America. He will be speaking tomorrow night along with uh, Joey McGuire and Hal Wasson at the uh, Texas Lyceum's. Big business of football in Texas, the fireside chat. And uh, uh, talk a little bit about the friendship, the fraternity that is uh, Texas high school football uh, coaching. I've been there. You've been able to kind of peel back the onion for me and let me see it firsthand a little bit. And while you have it in every, um, you know, state, it it seems to be, uh, you know, a little bit more special there in Texas. How would you classify it? Well, I mean, you know, again, and I tell – People, I get asked this question a lot in interviews, and, and maybe a, a lot of times, you know, for especially being close to Tech, graduate students would call me, and they're in the sports management program. You know, you know what 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 advice you give people? The advice I give them is develop relationships with your colleagues. You know, so every time I face an issue, I have a chance to call my colleagues, and I get their ideas, I get their opinions, I get their advice, and. And it's just like this deal. When when the, the Lyceum called me and asked me to participate in this, hey, can you find a, a couple of good high school football coaches that uh, you know that, that would be part of this panel? Well, you know, I, I called Joey McGuire, Hal Lawson, you know, two great guys, two guys that we've had relationships with, uh, and uh, you know, they're 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 willing to to to, to help out you know, uh, to come participate in this, uh, to promote football in, in, in our state. And so it's just, it's, it's just a, a, a really neat deal with the relationships you build, you know, we, and we enforce those, uh, by having opportunities to, to visit the clinics at our, at our state coaching school in the summer. And then also, you know, recently we've, we've had a chance with AFCA being in Texas a couple of times, you know, where we've been able to get together at AFCA, but, but, you know, your relationships are so important and you depend on them so much. But there, there's a lot of conversation that goes on uh, Monday morning during the season, uh, not amongst coaches in your own staff, but a lot of times as a head coach, I know many times, you know, calling other head coaches and uh, picking their brain, getting their ideas, getting their opinions. And sometimes just getting in to help you lick your wounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand that one, that's for sure. Mark Ball is on the line, good friend of ours here at High School Football America. Um, and he's uh, talking about the uh, Texas Lyceum. Uh, they're going to be talking the big business of football in Texas coming up tomorrow night at TCU. You can learn more at uh, Texas Lyceum. Uh, I'm going to spell that because I, I didn't know how to spell it for you folks out there. So Texas, you know how to spell it. It's L-Y-C-E-U-M dot org. You can learn about it there and uh, coach you you touched on uh, a couple of times on the safety of the game and and I think we've had you on now this is the third time we haven't talked about it kind of drilling down but do you have some kind of nuggets on on where you think the safety needs to head whether it's you know you know eliminating tackling in practice like the Ivy League did during the regular season to uh, technique what what are some of your nuggets that you have on on the topic of safety and concussions to make the game safer and, and move it forward well, these are some things I think we, we all need to consider. Number one, you know, having all of our uh, athletes do the, you know, the preseason baseline uh, computerized uh, testing to get, a, to get a baseline. So if you do have 
a head injury of some sort or may think you have concussion, that you have that data and go back and, and, and use that. You know, we, we do that here for all of our varsity football players for our, all four high schools. Yes, it, it, it has a price, but I, I think, I think the, the, the price is, is, is well worth it. The other thing is uh, head safety with, with helmets. Uh, it still amazes me that we have people out here that are, are wearing helmets that are over 10 years old. You know, mm-hmm. you know really look at the, at the quality of your helmets and uh, do everything you can to stay abreast on what's happening with technology. And, and, you know, don't ever fudge any amount of money to you know to save a dollar on 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 a headgear that that is so important and then i think the other thing is we need to look at uh at, at how we practice uh, as you said i mean i think we really need to look at do we need to reduce uh contact you know uh, you know that that kind of deal i mean i really think we got to look at at, at at how we practice and i think the other thing we got to we got to look at different techniques and things i mean we have we have done a lot of time looking at what you know uh, uh, Pete Carroll is using in in Seattle with the, with the, with the uh, Seahawk tackling you know the rugby style tackling mm-hmm. and I think it has a lot of merit and uh, 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 that's that's important and then the, the the fifth thing I think I think our youth programs I'm not saying you know I think we really need to look at what age we start letting kids play contact football you know. Uh, you know, should we play flag until they're 12 years old or something? I, I think that's something we really need to look at also. Yeah, I think uh, the, the good news is people like yourself and the people that have been around the sport a long time that are, are good, clear thinkers on it have come up with topics like this that, that need to be addressed. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting. I think the one, and we'll, we'll leave the, the safety issue after this, and I get this from coaches around the country all the time, is, you know, um, it, it's hard when there's no contact allowed or they've limited it down to a number now in many, many states that uh, these kids are coming in not with the proper techniques. Um, how, how do you reach the coaches at the bottom level, whether it's the, the Pop Warners, whether it's your feeder systems, they're all the same thing. But h- how do you make that message and teach that to your coaches? It goes back to the character thing as well. You also have to teach technique. So is there is there a better way to do that where we know these coaches that are taking these kids at whatever age we decide they should start playing and tackling? Is there a way to get them educated? Well, I think a lot of us, you know, we're, we're, we're doing a lot with the uh, USA football heads up tackling. I think mm-hmm. I see more uh, junior high uh, districts in the state of Texas uh, teaching their junior high coaches, bringing in people, getting somebody certified, and teaching them the heads up uh, tackling by USA football, which I think is, I, I think it's a, it's a very, very good avenue, you know, to do that. Uh, but again, I, I, uh, I'm a big proponent. I, I think it can be done. I, I, I can go back. I think when I started coaching in 1979, a guy named John Riddell's great football coach at Trinity High School, right down the road from us in, in the Dallas Fort Worth area, ran the wishbone. Uh, coach Riddell played at Oklahoma. Heck of a coach. Uh, they did not have any contact during the week in in practice. Mm. Uh, so. Uh, and he was uh, very successful. And that was a long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. We we always have one moment when we, we both uh, recognize. I already gave my age, so. 
we've both been around a long time. But I mean, I guess then to your point, what the Ivy League is doing in eliminating tackling, you know, completely during the regular regular season, while it seems new and is catching a lot of national spotlight, uh, you're, you're saying it's been done before. And oh, by the way, it was done in Texas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I saw it firsthand, and you know. Again, they now not now spring training. They did a lot of tackling, but once they started playing games in the fall, you know, uh, he, he 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 cut it back and eliminated it. So uh, we have to think outside the box. We have to look. We have to look at things to 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 keep our game where it is. And uh, um, you know, that's that's a responsibility I think we all have as coaches and administrators. Yeah. Mark Ball on the line tonight, uh, the athletic director for the entire Lubbock Independent School District oversees four schools. And let's go on this one, Coach. I know it's not about Texas Lyceum, but we have so many coaches that listen to us. Uh, they, they love our coaches' job board to find their new openings and all that. And uh, you've been hiring people for a long time. You've, you've been in the role of trying to be hired by someone for uh, for a long time as well. From, from an athletic director standpoint, maybe you can give some of our coaches that listen to the show some nuggets. When you're sitting down looking to hire, you hired a coach, a new head coach at Estacado, one of your schools, uh, earlier this year. What are some of the things you're looking at, especially since earlier you addressed the, 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 the character situation and all that? So what, what should coaches be doing when it comes to trying to get a job, trying to move up, trying to impress a person like yourself who's part of the hiring process? Well, I, 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 the first piece of advice I give them is network. <laughs> you know, you have to network. And 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 you you have to go to you have to go to clinics you have to go to conferences uh, you have to develop relationships with with people. Uh, I still think there's a there's a there's a big piece of it. It's you know it's not I hate to say it, but you know it's it's a lot of still who you know mm. and who who can help you because you have to you have to do something to. It is so hard in the state of Texas, I know, to even get an interview, and. Uh, and the second part of that, I would say, is resumes. I mean, you cannot believe some of the resumes I see, Jeff. Get some help with your resume. Have different people look at it. You know, get ideas. And uh, uh, that that is so important because uh, they're, they're going to get one look at it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is you have, uh, when you do, if you get an interview, you get one chance to make a first impression, you know. And uh, if, you're, if you're not if you're not wearing a coat and tie, you're not making a very good impression. But you only get that one chance. So, I mean, those are those are three little things I can think of right off the top of my head. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, do you have a go-to question that you always uh, fire at uh, a would-be head coach that you're looking at to see how he answers it? No, no, really don't. I really don't have have a go-to question. Um, you know, and I, I know maybe some some people do, but uh, uh, but I don't because I, I think you have to you know I think you have to look at uh, every situation and sometimes uh, I don't know of one universal question that that can apply mm-hmm. uh, to every head coaching position. 
Well, Coach, we always appreciate you joining us. You uh, you shed some light on some things, educate people, and that's uh, what it's all about, right? Once you once you hang up the whistle and you go to administration, you gotta you gotta teach what you've learned and uh, and pass it along. And uh, you're certainly doing that, and you'll be doing that uh, tomorrow night in uh, in Fort Worth at TCU, the big business of football in Texas, part of the Texas Lyceum. Coach, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, appreciate your friendship and uh, safe travels to uh, Fort Worth. Well, Jeff, I appreciate it, and thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to, to talk a little bit about about our game, and uh, I appreciate what you do and, and, and your part in supporting uh, high school football. Well, thank you. It's a, it's a good partnership we have here. Coach, thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com.
If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's game film breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out USAtodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's show. I want to thank our guests on the show tonight, starting with uh, Mac Herford at uh, Woodbury Forest High School in Virginia, walking on as a preferred walk-on at Alabama. Wish him nothing but uh, success when he heads to Tuscaloosa. Also want to thank uh, Doug Sosha, head coach at Oxbridge Academy in West Palm Beach, Florida. Should be an exciting year for the uh, Thunder Wolves, and I uh, want to thank Mark Ball as well. Uh, great uh, high school football coach and administrator in the state of Texas, talking about uh, the big business of uh, football in the state of Texas at the uh, Texas Lyceum coming up at TCU uh, tomorrow night. Want to thank our sponsors as well. Crossover, get a, a free demo by going to crossoverwithak.com forward slash football. Echo 1612, get instant replay on your sidelines. Eight seconds after the play is done, go to echo1612.com. You can get to both sponsors and all of our sponsors by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com and clicking on the banner ads. Also brought to you tonight by ScoreStream. The TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor. Keep those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes. Use the code HSFA at TDIRazor.com to get a discount on your order. Also brought to you tonight by USA Today High School Sports at USA Today HSS. Com. Don't forget, uh, when we're not on the air, you can follow along with all the news at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, state-by-state breakdowns. Also, you can uh, follow us on Twitter, our handle, HSFBAmerica. And uh, also got the Instagram going a lot as we're putting up more and more pictures from our stadium project. And don't forget the Coach's Job Board. We update it daily if you have an opening just uh, contact me at Jeff at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com to be posted. You can search the job postings by state, by uh, the uh, whether it's a defensive coordinator, offense coordinator, whatever you want to do. You can check it out at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Coach's job board for all jobs outside of football coming back, being updated, and it will be up and running uh, tomorrow. April Fool's Day, no joke there. It really will be up and running tomorrow. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com.